afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Where am I at here? There we are. Thursday, October the 26th, 2023. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. Hope you're doing well out there. It's a warm one here. I thought we had moved... Oh, wait, I'm not hearing Mr. Black on my headphones. One moment while I figure out why that might be. Uh... Oh, Lord, you really gonna, is this, you really gonna do this to me right now? Is that happening? One sec. Uno momento. I have to figure out if it's on my end or not. It probably is. Okay. Mr. Black is restarting uh, Discord, and I am going to take a look at my end. I have no idea why. Oh, hold on. Why is that set? Let me try that. Oh, that's not good. You're hearing me, though, eh? Yeah, so Jeff's hearing me, but I'm not hearing him, and I have that set to my... what should be getting audio, but isn't. Why? Why? Well, but now. There we go, I think I hear him now. Here we go. Yeah, I hear you now. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, we got you. Okay, one of the perils of hashtag Elgato not a hashtag ad sound capture <laughs> for doing reviews is that they re- they require you route your entire audio bus through their software. And let me Great. tell you how standard how uh, stable that software is. It isn't stable like me standing on one leg after doing a 16-hour stream in a chair. Which is to say, not very. But anyway, we gotta sort it out. That could've been worse. Oh, wait a minute, I got one more light I can plug in here and... There we go. Ah, another Technical Podcast! (laughs) For God's sake. Another Technical Podcast, glad you could join us today. Uh, And as I was saying, warm one today. I thought we had properly entered into fall. The last couple of days I got up, you know, I'm taking M to work or picking her up. I go outside one morning. It was two degrees. Mm, yeah, I walked out. Like, I walked out the door. Dude, and I was like, "Fucking calm down." It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. It was enough. I had to scrape the windshield for the first time, mm. uh, for the year on that one. And now here we are. It's twenty-two degrees outside, and I am cooking in this room. And unfortunately, it lines up where it's an M working a night shift, which means I have to have my door closed doing this podcast so that I don't wake her up upstairs. And so. I'm just gonna be if I start glistening like a like a Christmas ham, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that would be why. But we got another great show lined up for you today, of course, as always. But before we get started, Mister Black, uh, not to interrupt uh, you, what's probably a six hundred and fifty million dollar deal on your cell phone right now. But how was your week? <laughs> my week is good and no no it's uh just my my accountant just messaged me something that does that that's it um, oh okay okay yeah yeah it's uh it was it was a week 
uh, played a lot of StarCraft this week. Fuck I saw that. This week. I saw that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing some StarCraft. The reason is, is because um, TwitchCon's been going on. And right. because TwitchCon's on, the majority of the people that are in NoPixel are at TwitchCon. Oh, so the server's true. dead. Right. Like, there's fucking nothing going on. Yeah, that's true. So instead of me doing nothing, uh, I said, yeah, fuck it. I'll play some StarCraft and we can do simulcast now. So I was like, all right, I'll go on lag TV. People enjoyed when I did that shit before. And it's been fun. I've, I've actually been, um, I've been enjoying StarCraft. Do I want to play the thing full time forever in a day? <laughs> no, no, but, um, <laughs> I'm enjoying it for what it is right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, see, we'll see where it goes, but yeah, I've, I've put in. Yeah. You've been playing long days. You had like 10 hour Starcraft yeah. rip and stuff. And I was like, yeah. my God, what the fuck? What year is it? What's going on over there? Exactly. So it, but it's, it's clearly been, been a long time since he's played. If he's playing 10 hours in a single session. Yes. yes. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been fun. I'm almost done here, by the way. It's been yeah. uh, it's been fun, and I will be playing again tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's been pretty much my week. Like I've just been playing StarCraft. Literally waking up. If I have the gym in the morning, I'll go to the gym. Come home, StarCraft. Yeah, this has been that's been the show. It's been the show. Which you know, it's it's been um, a lot of people have been saying it's it's nostalgic and. Um, they've been, they've been enjoying it and stuff like that, but it's been like pretty nostalgic for me too, because oh, yeah. I've been seeing like a lot of faces that I haven't seen in a long time, five, six years. Um, and it kind of takes me back to my roots as well. So I've been, uh, I've been enjoying it and we'll see, we'll see how long it lasts, but, um, that's been my week for now. It's going well, which is, which now, is, uh, well. wondrous. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I figure, you know, I was, uh, how do I describe it? I think the way that I described it the other day, which is funny because I think I just used, I think I just used this analogy also just a couple days previous to, uh, to describe my relationship with Tuna, you know, the neighbor's cat, mm. uh, where I spend, you know, my, my, my peace moment is, you know, if Tuna's out there, I have my coffee, or not my coffee, but, you know, my drink in the morning. I go sit out on my front step, get, like, vitamin D for whatever, you know, 20 minutes, uh, and pretend that I was outside for any period of time. And, you know, Tuna's there. She's my company. We hang out. You know, she gets a little snack. She gets, like, five fucking kibble in a bowl. We chill. It's whatever. And people were, and, and people were like, why don't you just get your own cat? And I said, well, listen, right now, Tuna, it's like having a grandchild, okay? Mm-hmm. You can enjoy the grandchild all you want. You can spoil them rotten. You have lots of fun, and as soon as they turn into a little shit, you can hand them right back over to their parents and pretend that they don't exist. That mm. is where I'm at with Tuna right now. It's perfect. I don't. She doesn't. She you know, she comes to the house occasionally, accidentally. She doesn't. She'll walk around. She gets bored. She'll walk back out the fucking house again. But I don't have to have like. You know, I don't have, like, like litter boxes. I don't have to worry about her scratching yep. my furniture to shit. I don't need to worry about yep. hair all over the place. She is exclusively outside somebody else's problem. You know, I feed her occasionally as a little snack thing there and there. But, like, it's like, you know, I get, like, one little container lasts me, like, two months worth of, like, her showing up on my doorstep. Per- literally perfect. And so I, uh, when somebody was talking to me about you play StarCraft again, I said, you know what this is going to be like right now? Because he doesn't have to play it anymore. It's like having a grandchild. Same analogy. StarCraft's a mm. grandchild. 
You can play. Mm. You can play with it. You can enjoy it. Spoil it rotten. And then as soon as it starts being a pain in your fucking ass, you send say, it off right. into the sun. <laughs> See you in five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I'm glad it's been going well. It's been, you've been having fun with it. That's always good. Uh, I, uh, my week was, uh, was uh, uh, just another week. Uh, nothing fancy over here. I moved off from Starfield. I posted the review for that. Mark, uh, Mark got that video sorted. So that's been up. Uh, and uh, now I moved on to... Uh, or continue to play Cyberpunk 2077, and uh, that's been, that, you know what, that's a fucking good video game now. It was dog shit when it first came out, it was so broken, <clears throat> uh, and only a handful of people got to play it all the way to the end without having, like, a hard time when it first came out, uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, we, it was a big fiasco, we covered it on the podcast for ages, those fucking bright yellow stupid yeah. update. Oh, yeah cards on twitter and shit but i gotta hand it to them it took them like three years uh but this 2.0 update in tandem with the phantom liberty expansion that they released which is the last of the expansions as we talked about before it was supposed to have two originally now it's just this one um i gotta say it's a really enjoyable game i've been i've been having a really good time with it it's been a game where i've actually when i turn it on i haven't been like fuck i've got like i'm looking at my phone every five minutes be like all right i've been playing it for half an hour one hour one hour 30 whenever like i like i'm not doing that anymore i'm like i'm actually just enjoying the game uh and uh that's you know not an, that's not a common experience these days for my old jaded no. ass no. so i gotta give him props you know it looks good it runs much better than it did uh and more importantly so when the game first came out it was it was obviously busted uh to fuck but what you could tell which is you know when i played it originally like 20 hours at launch the story is good the characters are good all that's there. Voice acting was fantastic. Writing was really well done. All that was there. The problem was all the other bullshit was getting in the way. You couldn't enjoy it. You couldn't, like, you couldn't get any, any fun out of it. And the combat was a bit of a fucking mess and overly convoluted, like, upgrading systems and everything. All that's toasted. All that's done and out of the way now. So improvements have been made. Streamlining has come through for, for the, uh, the gameplay side of things for combat and whatnot. Like, I've had, the only bugs that you see are, like, the ones you'd see in, like, GTA, for example, when you're driving around and, like, you know, an NPC in a car all of a sudden does some crazy shit, or a car fucking gets, like, physics weird, or some stuff once in a while. Like, the stuff that you see in every open-world, city-based fucking video game. And I don't even see that much of that. And that's about it, really. I've had one crashed desktop in 70 hours of gameplay. And so I've been enjoying it. I think it's really good. And uh, I'll be reviewing it as well. Uh, and uh, um, just like, just like, but for, you know, on the other side of it, you know, I, I played Baldur's Gate 3 and went into Starfield. And then I was looking back at Baldur's Gate 3 with the talking with characters interaction, which is what you predominantly do in Starfield and Baldur's Gate is a lot of talking. And I was like, Jesus, God, Starfield looks like fucking just ass in comparison. It's just so bad. And then I move on to Cyberpunk and I'm reminded all over again, but in like a different way. I'm like, oh my god, I can move freely around in a lot of scenes. I can just, an entire scene could be going on. I could just be like, fuck. Hmm. And it doesn't, but when you look back, it's like they're in full motion, full ca like body capture type shit. Facial animations are a million times better. The voice acting is amazing. They interact with things with the environment. What I like about it too, you can interrupt them. They could be in the middle of a conversation. You'll have options sometimes. Some shit will pop up and you can cut them off and like jump in and shit. All of that adds up to making you feel like you're actually part of the scene and not just sitting back and going, waiting for like your option to pop up and be like, yes, 
Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> no. So it's been it's been really good. So anyway, I played that all week. I'm pretty close to the end of it. Um, but uh, I've been doing a lot of side content on it and whatnot. Probably be another few days and then I'll be done and I'll review it. But I can say without the review, uh, if you were interested in it before or you played it before and you were like, you, you had like a bad experience because you were on a console or your PC was just fucking dying or something at the time. It's, it's going to be, if you were interested, it's going to be worth playing now. It's a hundred percent. In fact, if this game came out this year, like it didn't have all the bullshit, it would be, it would be in my game of the year running. It wouldn't beat mm. Baldur's Gate, but it would be in the, the short list of nominations, almost certainly. So played that. That was my entire week, really. That's I, it. Uh, I also, uh, went out and bought, um, I bought my first video game in a long time. Alan Wake 2? No. Okay. That's coming though. That, Next that week. is coming. Yeah. Next week I'm playing the fuck out of that. I think a game comes out tomorrow, but I'm yeah. going to wait until next week. Cause I'm going to do it like on Halloween. So I'll, it'll probably take me two days to beat it. Cause I'll just mm. play like eight hours and an eight hours. It's not like a long game anyway. Yeah. I doubt it. it'll probably be like a 12 hour game or some shit. 10 hours. But, um, I bought, um, super Mario wonder. Oh the, shit. Nintendo that's Switch. a good, that's a hot pickup too. That's a fucking fire game, bro. It is a good game. That game's a good fucking game. It's a you good know, you know what video game, if you know what yeah. I mean. It's a video it's, game. Um, it's a. It reminds me, and I'm not streaming it. Just me and my son. We're just playing it. It's just him and I. And Fantastic. We, uh, you know, we we get in about you know an hour, two hours. He starts to, you know, his attention span only lasts yeah, of course, know, two hours tops, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're a decent we're a decent way in. I'd probably say we're probably like 25, 30% in. Um, it's uh, it's basically, uh, it's basically Super Mario World. For the Super Nintendo, but new, like in Nintendo Switch form. So just like in that game, you've got like your map, you kind of walk around to each, you know, it gives you a trail and you kind of you go and there's like hidden spots and mm. it's really it's just like that. It's it's it looks cooler because it's all in 3D and it's, um you know, it's, it does what Mario does, but it's a full blown side scroller. Just like you at the end, you jump, you hit the fucking you know the 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 flag yeah, the there flag at the pole. end the higher you get yeah, yep. yeah um instead of collecting stars you collect seeds um and uh but yeah it's a it's a fun game and it, it's expensive man it was like a hundred bucks you know it's but in it, canada I guess it's that's where games. you're at now yeah i guess <laughs> yeah. Just, just just where the games are um a little bit too tough for kai to play um yeah. even though it's it's e for everyone it's 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 a platformer like yeah, you can yeah. fall down die you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. it's uh i it's thought tough. it had and a mode where where it, might, it, it basically has bumper rails where dying is like not even a thing it might it, almost positive it might. look into that i'll look into that because if that's the case then kyle will be able to play it he can just kind of you know go around and do his thing which which is really cool so look i'll look at that but yeah uh game's a lot of fun i'm having a good time playing it it's the first game that kai and i kind of like playing together um so so it's got a little bit of extra oomph for me Mm. and uh you know one thing that i will say nintendo they made this game and it's a full complete no buggy, no bullshit, no yeah. alpha, yes. no beta, no, no patches, Mm-mm. no nothing. Mm-mm. Just the game. Yep. You buy it. Yep. You stick it in the switch. Yep. And it runs like butter. Yes. The whole thing does 
what the whole thing does. There ain't no bullshit attached, no nothing. And I will say, I don't buy many video games, but man, it is fucking nice to not have to download shit, change drivers, fucking wait for patches here and there, fucking, okay, I bought it, but I'll play it in three months when the game's not broken. It's go, that's the show, have fun. And there's something nice about that. There's just, it's so refreshing. It's just refreshing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, fantastic. You know, Nintendo, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, they gouge you. They're expensive. But you know what? You get something complete. You go in there. It's like going to a nice restaurant that's your old faithful that, yeah, it's it's a bit on the expensive side. It might cost you 50, 60 bucks a person for the meal. But you know what you're getting. You never have to send it back. You ask for a medium rare steak, they give you a medium rare steak. It ain't medium. Then you got to wait 30 minutes to get another one. But your your better half has already done their food because theirs was fine. The fries ain't cold. Everything is what you get and what you pay for. So that extra bit of money and that consistency, worth, worth it. Worth it. Oh, worth it. So worth it. I, it's it's that's a that's a, a a great analogy and it's also like part in the in the discussion around the like you mentioned the cost of it right like it's 70 games are now like the 69 in the states 70 bucks which means they're yeah, 89 79, here 99 or 89 yeah it's it was 89, 89 here bucks. yeah because the do- the dollar's fucked so it's 89 dollars so and then you get taxed so it's 103 bucks in canada yep. for a brand new triple a whatever video game and, um, you know, you're spending half the cost of like half to a third of the cost of the goddamn console for, for the video game, which again, lots of games are going to get 20, 30, 40 hours of gameplay out of that's, that's worth that amount yeah. of money. But yeah. there's a stark contrast between a game that charges eighty nine ninety nine or $70 US that comes out that requires a 50 gig patch on day one and it's yep. still a broken bullshit you get you, you know brings it up there's 14 different terms of service fucking scripts yep. that come up on screen you gotta hold the button to scroll you can't even just skip it anymore you can't even just but, yeah you gotta scroll it down bro and the fucking it. thing is annoying as shit and it's small you can't fuck you're trying to click on it you're dragging it down the whole thing is fucked adam the whole thing is and fucked. And then they hit you with the first screen is a battle pass or a DLC yeah. that's come before Stop. you even hit the start menu. Oh, bro. I turn on Mario <laughs> and it was like one player, two player, three player, four player. Choose it. Click it. Choose Go. your character because you can choose so many different characters to play the game. Choose your character. Game starts. You're off, you're, you're off to the races. Yeah. I will say, I one thing, a gripe that I got to say about Nintendo their Joy-Con sticks are ass. Okay, oh, their they controllers break, are goddamn terrible. They break so fucking quick. Like that, it's it's the you it's have the to piece. have this. Yes. Well, we got we. So anyway, Kai's been using the the Switch for a while, and they've been Kai and Caleb play Pokemon and different shit. Yeah, Minecraft. Yeah. Kai loves Minecraft, but they've been bitching about the um the analog stick. And I remember I, I played Kai wanted me to get through a part for him. So I was playing something different game. Was it drifting on you? And it was drifting. It was drifting. So I said, okay, you know what? When I go get Mario, I'm going to go get another joy con stick. 99, 99. Yep. Yep. Adam. Yep. One. For a For a a fucking controller, bro. 99, 99. I, it got to the point where I sat in Best Buy for 15 minutes and I looked at 
And I was convincing myself. And the only reason why I didn't do this is because there's going to be a new switch coming. I almost bought an, an OLED switch. I was like, you know what? If I'm going in a hundred dollars for it's a hundred dollars <laughs> for this. It's three hundred ninety nine bucks or whatever it was for the OLED switch, and you know they had they had a package with Mario Kart and Kai's been wanting it for Christmas. I was like, you know what? Maybe I just fucking get this bundle. I'll save the Mario Kart for Christmas. Uh, I'll get a, my own switch. Kai can have the old switch. I already get a new Joy-Con sticks because it comes damn thing. But then I was like, you know what? With my fucking luck, these motherfuckers will announce. The next Nintendo Switch come next month or whatever, and then I'll I'll be pissed off that I went and bought this shit. So I said, you know what? Fine, I'll buy the damn Joy-Con uh, and and the game, and that right there was like two hundred and twenty five bucks for them two fucking items. And I'm like, Jesus H Christ! But the game works. Yes, comes works right out the box. Yes, we're having fun. Oh yeah. And so my frustration was very shortly lived, and then I realized. Like you said, I didn't have to download anything. I didn't have to get no drivers. I didn't have to fuck around and find out. I just put the game on and it played. So that's the magic. That's, that's the, the magic. magic. And that's what it should be like in the vast majority of cases yes. when you're when you're asking somebody to spend that's like there's no parody at it's kind of like with movies. You had to look at it the same way. There's no tier list for movies, right? Every mm. movie is going to cost you except unless you go into like IMAX or D-Box, which is like a theater specific situation. Yes. But a movie ticket costs you a movie ticket. You go to the theater and there's multiple movies playing and if they're all on the smaller screens, they all cost the same amount of money. And now you yep. have to make a value judgment cuz not all movies are created equal. You're going to get a lot more value out of some movies than others for the same amount of money. The same That's thing right. goes with games. You can get a game that costs fucking $90 and it's absolute unrepentant ass and then you can buy a Nintendo game for the same amount of money and it's a game of the year contender. Those are two yep. Very different situations. It's part yep. of why I still I still believe in 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 the value of game reviewers. Although game reviewers' quality has been severely fucking lacking in probably the last twenty years for a very for a number of reasons, and some of it's not really their fault. Like for example, the publishers giving them a game three days before the fucking game comes out. And they got a hit embargo, and it's a ninety-hour game. You're like, okay, yeah, and they just gotta like fucking How the fuck? skim through it, and fuck, yeah, yeah, no, I get right. It. So like, it's difficult, but it's still the value is very. And for like YouTube, not from a let's play perspective, but like from the perspective of like usually right now on YouTube, a big thing is is longer form. 30, 50 minute videos of people saying, you know, 100 hours later, my Starfield experience or like 500 hours later or some shit. And those videos are like really, really fucking useful for people who don't feel the need to buy the game day one. And now you can get a value judgment on the game based on stuff like that. And that's very, very, very important as games get bigger and the expense keeps going up. So I'm happy to hear that you're enjoying it. It is a game of the year contender. It's It's shortlisted. I think it's in the top 10 or top five for highest Metacritic ratings for the year, that game. Uh, And so it's doing real, it's doing real well. And no big surprise. It's two, it's side-scrolling Mario. They have that shit tuned so fucking hard, bro. It would be shocking if it wasn't Dude, incredible. It's actually it's actually impressive uh some of the stuff they do in this game. It's actually impressive. Like I'm Some of the I'm new abilities and stuff going, are really yes. cool, right? Yeah. Wow. Fucking cool. And they took all the old shit and they just it's it feels it's so nostalgic. I'm playing it and it feels like I'm a child again, but it's just cooler. 
Like, you know, it's like crazy. I said, it's like I said earlier, it's a video, I put it in quotation marks, but it's a video game, right? It's a yes. game. You play yes. cyberpunk, I don't really consider that a game. Yeah. I consider it yeah. interactive it's entertainment. It's an experience. Yeah, right? it's an experience. It, there's, exactly. there's interactive entertainment, and then there's games. Then, yes. Like, Mario is a fucking it's video a game. game. Yeah, it's a platformer. Right? It's a different it's, thing. You know, you don't really care about the story all that much. They give you, it's like, it's, it's such a simple... <laughs> Same old, same. Oh, Music's save probably the fire. Princess or whatever. Oh my god, everything is fire, dude. It's fire. When I'm done with it, you have a switch, right? You can yeah, just yeah. fucking go, fucking play it. You're you're gonna like it. It's dope. Oh, it's dope man, if I'm getting it for zero dollars to try it, I'll yeah. play it all day. Yeah, you can just keep it until you until you're done. Because it's a hundred dollars otherwise, and I can't. I literally can't justify spending a hundred dollars on Mario yeah. right now. But yeah, no. but yeah, it it's uh it's doing real well, and that's that's actually gonna be part of a. Tangentially related to some of our discussion in a piece today because uh, there's not a lot of news this week. Well, we'll there's going a segue, Adam. Let's get into it. So segue is, I'll skip everything else in the list. We'll just go over down to it and I'll backpedal for the rest of it. So um, it feels like, and this comes with some news this week at a Microsoft's camp. So it feels like Microsoft is setting some unrealistic expectations for its gaming division. And to some degree have admitted defeat in regards to this as Microsoft CEO... Uh, Satya Nadella's uh, pay targets, meaning if you don't know what pay target is, so it's like, you know, a CEO is going to have various forms of comp- compensation and some of them are performance based, for example. So that's kind of what this is referencing. So for his pay targets, they no longer include for the first time since basically Game Pass became a, a, a growth market for them uh, or a thing that they were focused on is not part of his milestone uh, for uh, for his targets anymore. They he which he himself plus the board can decide. So it's kind of like deciding your own your own pay targets, but but he but it's no longer a part anymore. And some of that is is likely because uh it's missed its window pretty hard a couple of years in a row now. But here's the thing. That sounds really bad, but then you look at the actual numbers, and you and you and that's why I'm posing this question. Uh, if if they're maybe they're just getting too high. So just taking this consideration, however, this sounds like wild, but for him, ten percent of his entire performance compensation was around the entire Xbox division. So of that, a small portion was Game Pass, or the majority of it would have been Game Pass, I'm sure. But so this is not, you know, it's not affecting his pay that much. Uh, that being said, they had targeted for last year, they wanted 73% growth year on year. Which is fucking high. I mean, that's a lot of growth for a uh, for games? A, a service like that, right? Like, uh, no matter what you do, no matter how good of a value that is, the assumption that you're going to hit 73%. That's like Netflix going, you know what? Next year, 73% more. Doubling, doubling your user base almost in a fucking year. Like what the fuck? Like, and this isn't like it's his first year. This is the game passes like what third year or some shit. So like my, what are you doing? They hit, you know what the real target or what they actually hit was 28%, which is pretty fucking good. good. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. You can say we almost went up by a third in a single year. That's pretty fucking good. Especially given like people spending on entertainment is not as high yeah. as it was in 2020. So like you're going yeah. in a you're going in a pretty steady upwards direction. So it seems like that might be the case. And there's also a, an interesting point of this is that Satya also mentioned that they will be doubling down on converting to primarily a games publisher over time, 
now that the Activision Blizzard King deal has gone through, which is very interesting. Now we do know that they're making the X, the next Xbox is a thing. It's on a it's on a fucking sheet somewhere, 2028 roughly. But there, they you now know not that you couldn't have already figured it out. They wanted to be doing more publishing than just relying on hardware because now they have Game Pass and all these various streaming platforms. So publishing side will become way more lucrative for them than hardware side uh, will. And in fact, in in their latest release as well. Their software side and streaming side went up, their hardware side went down, and yet that swing was still favorable year on year for the the uh, the division. So with that being said, I'm wondering if to some degree they're killing themselves with their own publicly announced targets and having to adjust in ways that they might not had to have if they had been more reasonable in their publicly stated expectations for shareholders. Because a lot of the problem is, some of the, like a lot of this was, was stuff that is both public, publicly known, but also for shareholders' sake, you know, they go to the shareholders and they say, okay, guys, these are our targets for the year. We're targeting this much growth in this sector, this much growth in that sector, et cetera, et cetera, because the shareholders are going, you don't get me my fucking 11%, I'm going to wring your fucking scrawny neck, nerd, get back in the fucking lab, bitch. Right? Everyone's fucking chomping at the bit. Ain't no one making 11% <laughs> no. this year, bro. But that's what everyone wants, right? They want 11% on their fucking return, you know, their whole portfolio, and if, you know, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be made. So, you know, they that's like, that's what leads to these crazy fucking projections. Like, so Microsoft comes out and says, well, we got to make them happy. What do, how do we make them happy? Well, we give them some absolutely fucking insane number. Like, yeah, let's target 73% growth year mm. on year for Game Pass. And then what happens when you do that? Well, now you pass that down to the Xbox division with Phil Spencer and crew, and they've got to look around and go, okay, how the fuck? <laughs> so Phil wakes up with his cup of coffee in the morning, opens up an email, sees the number 73, and just about faints, and goes, okay, fuck, what are we going to do about this, boys? We got, uh, uh, shit, fuck, um, buy Activision. And like that's that's how you end up in these situations, right? Because the only way that you get growth in something like Game Pass is have more games available to put on fucking Game Pass. And so you got to do crazy things like spend sixty eight billion dollars on buying Activision Blizzard King because you're not getting your games out, uh, you know, as it is right now to be able to float this thing. Certainly not for seventy three percent. So it becomes a problem. And we see what happens the knock on effects over time, just like with other things like let's say. Uh, the UFC, good example. I'll, I'll bounce this off, Mr. Black. As we saw with the UFC after their, their buyout happened, where that was what, a $4 billion deal or some shit at the time? It was a big one. Right? It was a big, it was a yep. big brand deal. And what did we immediately see afterwards? Well, the number of fights went through the goddamn roof. The number of belts on display through the roof. The number of interim fights that would just pop up out of fucking nowhere. Every, it'd be like multi-divisional cross interim fucking just like anything that they could to put on a poster to then mm. sell a pay-per-view for $79 has and continues to happen consistently and that only happened after this four billion dollar bio because they need to make back their fucking money and start making profit on their investment and that's kind of where the games industry seems to be at right now even on a smaller level you just seem to be setting too like they're setting too high targets for themselves even as a developer like bethesda with starfield they wanted to go out and take their games that they're used to making like this one map like skyrim right one map, they can hand-touch most of it, and the environmental team does a fucking killer job for Bethesda pretty much every time. 
Like, if there's one thing you can't say about uh, about Skyrim, is that the environmental artist failed because it was probably the one thing that carried the fuck out of the whole game. Walking through the woods, seeing the fucking dragon for the first time, all these, like, set pieces they had, fucking incredible. The rest of the game, you can argue. But that's, that part, not so much. But they take that into Starfield and they go, okay, what are we going to do? Well, we need 16 times the detail. Todd Howard comes out. <laughs> we need Here goes we Adam. Need he's going back on side. Starfield, bro. He's, he's going in. Well, it's just in. a recent example, but it's a really good example of this because I, I'm, I'm in the middle of actually cutting a video right now based on a rant I did on the stream the other week where it's about this topic specifically, which is part of why this came up, but also because I read about, about Microsoft. And my question, you know, the question that's posed is, the discussion that you hear, what you hear from a lot of, of developers or publishers when they come out and speak publicly about the cost of games currently going up, like what you just discussed with Mario costing 100 fucking dollars after tax, and the, uh, the state of games at launch, and the moving into like almost an as-a-service kind of a situation to be able to make up for the fact that these games are fucking terrible at launch. They seem to always say similar things, and the similar thing is, is they say, well... It's just because it is what it is. There's no other option. You have to. People expect us to do all these crazy, big, bombastic things and chase these big, crazy targets. And if we do that, and we have to, we have to make sure that it appeals to a broad enough market so we can make our money back. And then you end up with these homogenous, broken, bullshit AAA experiences that cost us those, you know, the same amount of money as Jeff's Mario game that is a plug-and-play perfect game of the year contender right off the rip because they're not trying to do everything for everyone and hit some crazy fucking target so that they can go to the investors and go, guys, don't worry! We're gonna have 16 times the detail! Four times the size of the last map! 1,000 procedurally generated planets! With bespoke hand-touched elements and 250,000 lines of dialogue recorded. And then the game comes out and it's a wet fart. And you're like, well, shit. Still cost me $90. My vocal coach does does a few characters in them. In, in Starfield? That, in Starfield, yeah. Because here, here's the... I, I, and I, I seriously... I can't even imagine being part of that. That's one of the scariest parts of the things that they talked about for Starfield was when he came out and said 250,000 recorded lines of dialogue. I said, word? That's a... That is a lot of dialogue. How do you get quality for 250,000 lines of recorded dialogue. And are you inflating that number in a weird way to make it sound more impressive? But what you look into and see, if you look at the list of people that did voiceover for that game, they're all fucking gods. They're pretty much all veterans in the industry and some that are, you know, extra the industry, meaning they're just great voice talent in general. But yet if you play the game, it sounds like they got them off Fiverr. Like, they, the, the performance is goddamn terrible. And it's because the direction is bad, but it's not even necessarily the director's fault. Because you know Todd's sitting going, guys, we need 250,000 lines of dialogue. And you're like, well, how do I even begin to, like, from a project management perspective, get all of that done in any reasonable way? It was released before that apparently they, Bethesda has in the past, recorded shit in, in like, numerical or, or like, alphabetical order. So like no context for like when you go in as a voice yeah, for a voice just, actor, you're just, like, they just do whatever. Yeah. Here's your line. You don't know who's talking, what's going on, but go have fun. And that's you go to Starfield, you listen to their performances and they all sound like a flat line. 
There is, there's very little any, it's because they don't know. They're in the booth and they got handed one of 250,000 lines. They're like, uh, uh, oh no, uh, shit, here comes the aliens, guys, quickly, get to the back of the lodge. And like, ship it! Done! Next line! One down, 249,999 more to go! And so, and so, like, this all sounds, like, disjointed and crazy, but what I'm trying to just say is that is that sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy for AAA developers that, that use those excuses. Because they're choosing to do all this shit. Nobody's for... Like, we say here a million times on, on the podcast, what do, what do gamers want? They want good games. They did... And good sometimes means you don't get to, if you aren't capable of doing it, going out and telling your shareholders that you're going to pull off some crazy shit and then deliver the original release of Cyberpunk 2077, which almost killed the company. Or Starfield, where they only talk about the fact that it's done big numbers on Game Pass. They don't want to talk about the trailing numbers on actual physical sales. Because if they did, then they'd show that the pre-orders were high, but then it started to fucking fall off the face of the earth because everyone's just going, why would I buy? I'm just going to play it on Game Pass. And then they don't talk about retention. If they're not talking about it, it's probably not really fucking good. And so, you know, my question is to you, Mr. Black. Do you feel like, does that sound like, and, and you can make the comparison to UFC where they've had to do similar crazy, bigger, and jump the shark over and over again. How many times do we hear, this is going to be the greatest title fight of all time, Francis Ngannou versus Six Bears inside the octagon. Like, eh, well, all they can do, does that sound like that's more of the problem than, let's say, putting the blame on the market for market's expectations? Do you think that that seems more likely a scenario and why gaming is kind of in a fucking weird position right now? Well, I think I, I, I don't think it's I don't think the whole issue is them projecting, uh, you know, at the time they might have thought like, fuck, you know, we've got we've got star We've got Starfield coming out. It's probably going to, you know, boost our shit. They embellished it a little bit to keep the shareholders happy. I mean, ultimately, it absolutely has something like that is part of the them themselves are part of the problem. But I also think that there are just unknowns as well that play a role. The economy, um, you know, where we're at, uh, People just don't have the funds to... This ain't 2020 or 2021 when we're in pandemic and everybody's at home and everybody's getting checks from the government and they can't leave their house to go spend the money. So they're going to spend it on entertainment in their home. They can spend more things. So perhaps they looked at the growth during COVID and they probably knew that like now that we're out of COVID like the pandemic. I know COVID's still a thing before some fucking moron. Like, yeah, it's still real, man. People are out there still fucking dying. I get it. But you know what I'm saying? There's no, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't a pandemic, right? Everything ain't fucking closed. From the economic impact From part, the, it's different. Correct, yes. right? So, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, they, they might have been looking at COVID numbers and going, shit, we've doubled here. You know, we've doubled there. We got like 80% bump here. Yeah, it may it might be trickling down a little bit, but you know, f- going from a double or from ninety down to seventy three, I mean, it seems kind of 
real. It seems whatever, but now we're in a fucking recession. You know, it's like the economy's garbage. People are losing jobs. Tech industry's getting fucked. Interest rates are high. You know, I think part of that also is things out of their control. They don't have a, a crystal ball. They can't really, but with that being said, they are also part of the problem. These lavish gaming experiences, you know, borderline straight up. Like, dude, when you start hiring Idris Elba's and fucking, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's and you've got George R.R. Martin and you got, you're using these and you're paying these people. God only fucking knows. They ain't doing this shit for free. <laughs> so, you know, when, 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 when you have to use star power, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having an Idris Elba in your game or, no, no, no. you know, you know, but I'm using it as an example. Yeah. yeah. When, when you gotta, when you gotta have that, that bling and blam and whatever on the fucking cover or these things on social media, get people hyped. It's a hype machine. Like you said, this is the best heavyweight title fight <laughs> ever seen. And he said that three months ago, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> At some point, you know, that shit works for so long until until, until the consumer gets burned. <laughs> and then they go, you know what? Fool me once is what George Bush once said. Fool, fool me once. <laughs> shame on, on you. On you. Fool me. Fool, oh, no. Shame fool, on me. I can't, he, 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 you know, I can't me, even remember you know, how he fucked exactly. it up at this point. He yeah. fucked it up. But he's just like, yeah, but fool me. You never fool me something yeah. <laughs> and, you know but that's the thing you, you you only can can fake it till you make it for so long and then at some point people get burned and then they go you know what man what the fuck and i think also because of the economy and the way that inflation is and and how much more expensive games are and just things in general people are now more guarded with how they spend their money do i want to eat today do I want to put on the heat today? <laughs> I need to fill up my car with gas today. Do I want to spend $100 to play Starfield? <laughs> Some people, the answer is yes, absolutely. But there is a large chunk of people out there that are going, just let the game be great. Just let it be what you say it's going to be and have my money. But if it ain't, fuck you. I'm not giving you my money. Because you've got the Baldur's Gate, you've got the Alan Wakes, you've got the fucking whatever other games that are out there that people know, the Marios, where people know, I'm going to spend this money and I'm going to get a product that I like. So, you know, I'm not giving the full blame on their ridiculous projections because 73% Europe, it's one thing. If, if Game Pass was in its second year, okay. Yeah, yeah. 73, okay. Yeah. First year, okay, cool. Got a nice little lineup. Okay, second year. You're in your, what, fourth year? Going on year four, whatever? Bro, you, 73%? Calm down. It ain't a pandemic anymore. People are poor. Shit's hard out there. You only can give $1 for 14-day trials for so long, bro. So, yeah, anyway, we're beating a dead horse. Uh, fuck around and find out. Make good games. Make Mario. You know what? Because at the end of the day, first off, shout-outs to Edgar coming through. Appreciate the $25 uh, super chat. You know, you, you want to know? I bought Mario. Like I said, great game. Out the box, good to go. 
You know what else is going to happen? They're going to release another Mario game, and guess who's going to go there day one, like I did before, and buy it. No questions asked. I don't need to wait for Adam's review. I don't need to go on Twitch and watch somebody playing, even though most people don't play because Nintendo will come at you anyway. But, like, (laughs) let's be real here. But I know what I'm getting, so I'm going to go and buy it. I ain't go out and buy Starfield. I ain't go out and buy Cyberpunk 2077. The hype was real. It's my job. I can write the fucking thing off. I can make money from it. I still ain't buying this shit because I know that the game is a fucking hype machine. And it's going to be a broken pile of ass. Like 99% of the shit that comes out these days. Will the game be playable in a year, two years? I'm sure it will be. I'm sure Starfield is going to be fucking amazing in another 18 months. Until then, suck it. (laughs) You ain't getting my money. And that's it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um... Well, you, you, we just mentioned Alan Wake briefly before and also in the middle of uh, Mr. Black talking about that, but just to put a finer point on it, reviewing very well right now. Sitting around a 90 on Metacritic last I checked, doing uh, doing good numbers, uh, and uh, some are saying probably the best horror game that's been produced in a, in a very long time. And most creative horror game to be done in a very long time. Well, so, in two weeks, we'll not know. next podcast, but the podcast after, I'll be done. I'll let you know. And this is a game that I've been talking about for years. Oh, yeah. Years. Oh, you, you, got, you, got, you got some years. expectations on this bad boy. So, I mean, if this pays off, what are the odds? The one game that you actually sit around waiting for turns out to be good. I'm ready. It's fantastic. You know why? Because I got good taste, Adam. I got good taste. <laughs> it's true. Obviously. Uh, where is it below this? Oh, um, I... I for a bit of positive news for Microsoft, at the very least, is that, you know, in case people had a, wondered if, if arcade racers were still niche or if they'd broken out into the mainstream, uh, well, we did get also some numbers in the midst of all these other numbers that were coming out that uh, the player base, meaning the, uni- the number of unique people who have played for any significant amount of time, Forza Horizon 5, that's the arcade more arcade one, not the new one that just came out, but the more arcade one. Uh, that hit 34 million unique players here this week. Uh, with the, uh, you know, that average, the, the number of active is going to be, you know, obviously not 34 million. They're probably in the couple of million uh, active currently right now. But, but they said basically they added each and every month since release, they've been adding at least 1 million new people that have played Forza Horizon 5 each and every month. And so that... Like I said this before, there's a really good shot that Horizon ends up overtaking the main Forza as the predominant one, and I think mm. with the release of the of the of the of the last Forza game that just came out here, not doing really great, this is probably a another indication that that you know turn ten as good as they have been, they're falling behind, and uh, Playground is just cranking out fucking bangers over and over again. So we'll see what uh, what comes out of that. But right now, Playground, uh, you know, not to not to forget, working on Fable of all fucking games coming up next for them. So um, now I don't know how many of the whole team is working on that. I'm sure they're still going to be wanting to make another Forza Horizon game. But nevertheless, that's something else to look forward to from that 
developer. And other than that, also another uh, banger for a video game this week. Uh, Spider-Man, we talked about how it did critically last week. This week, we got some numbers. It is now the fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game, having sold 2.5 million copies in the first 24 hours. Which is very impressive when you consider that this is a PS5 exclusive. It's not available on the PS4. It's only on PS5. And, uh, and so, you know, for studios, their, their studios, the fastest one ever, two and a half million, first 24 hours, is uh, big numbers. And Insomniac just continues to carry the fuck at a PlayStation. That's three Game of the Year contenders in four years. Home run after home run after home run out of those bad boys. So uh, well done to Insomniac uh, over there and, and keep up uh, all that phenomenal work. And then the last little piece of news before we move uh, on is uh, in relation to the PS5 Slim, which we talked about uh, in a previous couple podcasts. So we talked about the fact that on one of them, the digital edition has the ability to attach a disk drive to it if you choose to at a later date. Uh, there was some weird news that came out about it this week, whereby apparently in order to get that disk drive to work, when you first attach it and first install the firmware for it, it has to be connected to the internet in order to do so, which people thought were weird. They're like, why in the fuck do I need to have an internet connection to use a disk drive? That sounds really fucking weird. So just to clarify, it does appear that it's only, only for the first time installation of it. And after some digging, it appears it might have to do largely with some of the right to repair related U.S. legislation or, or, or law that's in place, specifically some of the stuff that rolled through in 2021. Uh, it seems to be to do with that. Uh, and in, unfortunately, in the U.S., as anyone that's in the tech industry would know, the U.S. specifically is really anti right to repair. Like they like, which is why the, and the right to repair mean is, is uh, how do I say this is an umbrella term that covers all the various ways in which manufacturers selling devices can ensure that, uh, that it is nearly impossible to repair a device and requires you to basically replace the entire thing. Uh, and this whole thing is big because of not just because it's cost prohibitive and, and anti-consumer, but also e-waste has become a bigger and bigger problem and if you're just firing i mean we're already swapping phones every two years on average you add in not even being able to repair shit and it just gets fucking crazy so there's a lot of law in the eu much different over there they're much more strict on manufacturers they can't do nearly as much but over the u.s that seems to be a problem and this whole thing in terms of of um, like DMCA and some other related uh, you know stuff. That's why this happens. But the good news is it does appear to just be a one-time deal. So as long as you got that internet connection for five fucking seconds, you're good to go. People were concerned that it was like an always online functionality. It was like, I have to be online to watch a fucking movie or some shit, which would be dumb as fuck. That would be terrible, but that's not uh, necessarily the case. And that's it. That's all the exciting news this week, Mr. Black, which means it's time to get excited about our sponsor and pitch it to the folks at home. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Uh, throw some money at the screen. If you like want to support us directly, you can go ahead and do that. Um, or you can grab a uh, Nord VPN. Go ahead and get yourself a VPN subscription. If you get a uh, two years uh, subscription, you get four extra months when you use the promo code OTT massive discount uh plus those uh those extra four months and 
Uh, of course, you can stay safe, stay anonymous on the internet. You can watch different regions of Netflix at the click of a button. You can use it on your smartphone, your smart TV, your laptop, your Mac. I mean, they've got it virtually for everything. They've even got a desktop app where you don't actually have to be on a server, but you can have threat protection running in the background of your PC to detect and remove malware, um, you know, protect you from malicious websites, pop-ups, those sort of things. It'll, uh, it'll let you know when, uh, when something is detected or something seems a little fishy, uh, which you can just run that in the background. It doesn't, doesn't take any of your, it doesn't bog down your computer or anything like that. It just runs. I got my stuff running. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Uh, what else is there? 30 day money back guarantee. If you don't like it for whatever reason, get your money back within 30 days. It's a great way to support us, the sponsor and yourself, especially if you want to have anonymity when you're on the internet. And um, if you don't want people to see what you're doing, you know, want to hide mask that IP, go ahead and do that. It's definitely big for your ISP provider. If you're downloading movies, those sort of things, might want to use a VPN. And if you are going to use a VPN, think about Nord. Of course, you want to download those movies legally. You know, I'm not saying you know, uh, yeah, I would never not. illegally download anything. No, right? no. But, uh, you know, if you're illegally downloading a movie, you know, your ISP provider might not like the amount of bandwidth that you got going on in that IP, you know, you, or you just might want to, hey, maybe you're downloading uh, some fetish uh, prawn and, you know, you don't want people to know it's coming from your location. You can do that. I'm not judging you. It's 2023. If you judge anybody in 2023, you're a bad person and you shall be canceled. <laughs> So don't do, don't be judging, be accepting. And uh, yeah, so head on over there and grab NordVPN and have that anonymity, guys. It's that simple. Promo code OTT. That's NordVPN.com slash OTT. Well it. done. Very well Thank done. You. Now it's time for tech support. No, movies and TV. I'd almost forgotten about it, Mr. Black, but there is, in fact, a Follow TV show being uh, sponsored by one Amazon Prime, and it was announced uh, 24, 24 release date. It's going to come late April. I think it was the 23rd or 24th of April of 2024. We don't know a hell of a lot more beyond that, but uh, you know what? There's an awful lot you can do with a Follow TV show, and I'm very interested in what direction they take it. Um, you know, are we going to get like super serious? Is it going to include a lot of the like levity and kind of, you know, serious man, Jack Black's like fucking playing, uh, what's his, the trap or whatever, uh, fucking Kevin Hart's in it. Uh, he's playing a character fucking, I mean, it's oh, okay. A, so it's a comedy basically at it's that point. Definitely going to be comedy slash. I don't know. Dramedy. It's it ain't. Yes, it ain't. It, there ain't no way in fuck it's gonna be this super serious thing. Thank God. Yeah. Thank no. God. Follows at its best when it's being tongue in cheek and kind of uh, over the top. Uh, Juan Carlos, thank you for that. By the way, that super chat. Appreciate that. Yeah, great Jamie deal. Lee Curtis. Who else is in there? Kevin Hart. Oh wait, no, you're confusing it with Borderlands. Apparently. What? what which one are we talking about? Fallout. Oh. Oh. Oh, so I wouldn't know because I don't know who was cast for this either. I have no idea who's oh. cast. Do we, do we even know who's cast for Fallout? Fallout show? I was thinking of Borderlands, bro. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. Now I'm that you look, mentioned I'm that. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it now. Uh, 
I don't even know if they announced who's doing Fallout. Almost, almost all relative no names. Okay. So. So we don't know. We can't gauge it at this point. It yeah. could very well be a little bit serious. Yeah, the most, the most, uh, well, there's a guy named uh, Walton Goggins. He plays, he plays in some, he's got really good taste. Like his agent is on one. Okay. So he's, he really only associates himself with like winners and he's a pretty serious actor. Okay. So I would imagine it's probably going to be relatively serious. The real question is, is Meth Damon involved? No, I don't think that's so. A, that's a shame. Yeah. No. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, are you talking about um, the guy from um, Breaking Bad? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I knew exactly what you were talking about. He's actually Walton Goggins. Actually, been in shows with him. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah, Matt Damon's a fucking banger, bro. Like that. That dude's in the show. You know, you're gonna get somebody that you hate with the passion. That dude Matt delivers. Damon. That dude delivers like like characters you're supposed to hate. You call that dude up. Matt Damon, get on set. Matt. Damon. Juan <laughs> Carlos, thank you very much for the 20 DKK. Hmm. Um anyway. April. We'll see it happen. Uh and then lastly, Netflix and now Apple TV Plus. Apple TV having just announced this earlier, uh, are getting price hikes. Looks like everyone, uh, this is just my own notes, as it looks like everyone is about to be paying up uh, up to uh, or more per month for their uh, services than we did based on fucking cable. We're getting we're getting to that point. We got we got Netflix and Canada pushing thirty bucks for the tier that doesn't have ads and shit in it and whatever the fuck. Then you got Amazon Prime. You got you got fucking Disney Plus and shit. Whatever other like there's like twenty friggin' services now. So depending on on the breadth of your interest of shows, which really mm. ultimately you know decides how much legitimate viewing you're doing of most of this stuff we are absolutely basically at cable television pricing for where we were before uh you know it was all good when there's like two three platforms you know within reason now it's getting split into like a million i've just accept i've just accepted it right like my my shit is i need my youtube premium yep that's that's number uno that even goes above disney plus Oh, for Kai's sure. Gonna, Kai's going to suffer before I get rid of my YouTube uh, premium. I don't give a fuck. Um, Netflix, Disney Plus, and I already have the Amazon, like, because I already am an Amazon Prime, Prime guy, so yeah, I don't exactly. really count that, even though yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. part of it, but, like, I don't, it is what it is, and I barely watch Amazon-related stuff. It's very specific shows, so, like, maybe three times a year, I'm tuning in uh, on that for specific series. And that's the show. So you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm probably spending about a hundred bucks a month in yeah somewhere in there. Stuff, you know, and and yep. that's okay because like I actually use the stuff yes on a regular basis. Like especially Netflix and Disney Plus, it's on our it's in this house every single day. So I'm I'm only concerned about it if they start throwing ads back into tiers that didn't previously have ads. Like if they start yeah. retroactively slipping ads in. That'd now, be a bad time. Now, 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 now we got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I'm paying specifically for this content. The whole idea of the subscription service was so that you didn't have to run ads. So yep. you're not going to bring ads back because, you know, you spent $100 million on, on fucking Knives Out. Yep. Okay. That's a problem. Now yep. we got a problem. That's a problem. Yep. Jay Nisky, thanks for the, uh, the 20 euros, man. Appreciate mm. the super chat. 
I'm buying myself a Starbucks later after all this money rolling in. Oh, hell yeah. Hmm. I've got one actually from the other day I haven't taken off my desk yet. Probably should have. It's the, uh, the, pretty much the only thing I get from there other than their, 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 uh, turkey fucking, uh, pesto sandwich is, uh, this 7,000 calorie, uh, mocha cookie frap thing, which is basically Oreo crumb plus chocolate syrup and a mocha frap with whipped cream on top. So it's, it's where, pretty good. it's delicious. It, it's also, I just pretend that the calories don't exist. You know, just you don't do eat a sometimes. meal. Skip That's a it. meal. Just skip a meal and you're good. Good to go. Calories in, calories out. That's how it's done. That's how you know, David Goggins would say. Calories in, calories out. Let's go. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. He'd just, he'd just run another five fucking miles. Yeah, he's just, he's just <laughs> calories out. That's just it. There's it's no like calories David. in. It's just pure calories out. David, I've already burned 8,000 calories today. And he's like, fuck you, pussy. 8,000. <laughs> Stay hard, bitch. Stay hard. <laughs> Stay hard. <laughs> I Stay fucking, I fucking love. David Goggins bro? is the closest thing to a cartoon I think we possibly fucking have. Like just as oh, like he's, he's a, a meme, bro. He's a parody of himself, and he. Yes. Well, the, the, the craziest part about Goggins is that he believes everything that comes out of his mouth. Like well, you have to, you have to. If you're that, if you're that crazy, you have. You to. have to. Yeah. And the true. thing is, is like I've seen so many interviews. Of people that talk about David Goggins and like they know the guy and yeah. they're like, dude, that's it's not an act. No, the it's the guy him. is crazy. <laughs> like, it's fucking something nuts. went off in his head at some I point. Remember, <laughs> I remember watching there was this super rich guy and he was on Joe Rogan or one of these podcasts and he's he said that he paid he oh he's the guy Goggins. that he's lived with him for three weeks or he something lived with him for like three weeks yeah God and they were taking like ice baths in the lake and shit and the wife yeah. was like what yeah the dude he'd be like bro he'd, he'd knock on my door at four o'clock in the morning my wife is looking at me and he's like yeah we go for a 50 kilometer or a 50 mile run and we yeah. go into the ice lake and we just sit there and then we get out and we go run again. He's like, dude, I was dead. I like, he's like, he's crazy. He's fucking nuts. And you hear this shit all the time from every person oh, everyone. that I've ever heard. They're all like, oh. he's nuts. He's crazy. Oh, it's not, a, it's not an act. No, it's not. It's not an act. You can't he's act just, that. no, stay hard. <laughs> stay hard. He needs to come up with a, an alternative for Viagra so we can drop that bitch stay on the fucking tagline. He would be, oh, he's already rich, but like he would rich. be fucking hella rich. <laughs> Come up with his own dick pills called Stay Hard. Stay Hard, bro. You're welcome, David Goggins. If you're listening to this right now, uh, no royalties required. Just uh, give me a footnote in your in your memoir. Uh, now hard. it's time for Mr. Black. Tech support. Patreon.com slash TV is the place to go if you want to financially uh, support this bad boy and keep the wheels on moving. Uh, for $5 or more, you get a couple of perks, but you also, of course, at this point, get to ask us questions on a post I put up before the podcast called Tech Support. Now, oh, by the way. Yes. We have sent out all the merch. Yes, it happened. It happened. So the, anyone that was eligible. Half a billion dollars. We did it. Was it $800 in shipping? No, it was set. It was uh, like seven hundred, seven hundred, yeah, seven thirty or some shit. I don't even disgusting. Fuck it. Shipping a tube in Canada, they get they have a new charge for yes. tubes, just yes. to, for more money for just having yes. a tube. 
Yes. Kayla told me the girl at the post office was like cutting it up. There, she was like, it j- just happened. They're just gouging yeah. people. Oh, yeah. It actually costs less to ship international into the States than it did for our own country. Not only that, it's it's half as much. Half. 50% less money to ship that into the States than it was to ship within Canada. So Tell anyway, you guys are sense. welcome. <laughs> Tell I know it took a really long sense. time, but maybe now you can understand why it took as long as it did. Now, everyone, now I opened it up to, to when I did this list, I said, all right, we got to, I got to make sure I don't miss anyone. So I went on to the Patreon's back end and I downloaded a, I downloaded the CSV file of every single person that ever from 2018 through today hit that dollar mark, hundred dollars. Cause it used to be, you had to get into the tier for one month, the $100 tier for one month, and we'd send you out the stuff, and then you could back off the tier. Then we changed it eventually to, over time, if you accrued 100 we yeah. would add you to the list. I went back and did that. I went through, and then I cross-referenced it with all the shipments we've done in the past. It was something like 450 names of people or whatever. We, cro- we got all that shit knocked down, got all that list together. God bless Kayla for writing oh. out the fucking names. And oh, shit, man. I got her the information on Excel. I sent it to her. Doing that shit, bro. And Took then, days. and then at the end of it, uh, I, don't, I think we might have even run out of some stuff at some point. So because we never meant to have that, that's why the like for example, the hundred dollar tier was the way it was because we had so many pins made because they were very expensive to be made. And uh, so I don't know. Kayla didn't tell me how many didn't quite make it. I just said, fill it full of shit because we had a bunch of stuff. Just put yeah. everything in and go. But it's all out there now. Everyone, it's there. It's, there, it's, it's done. And that was the last of it, really, because... Oh, we ain't doing that again. It's too expensive. Like, the like yes. one tube in Canada, $23. Oh, we got... F- we lost money, Adam. But that's okay. Tw- $23 they- for a single tube? Bro. That's not, that's not even including the, the cost... To buy the tube, the money, no, the, the that's time just the put in to just... To and that's not with tracking. That's, that's just zero. the raw dog basic bitch. It could arrive, we went, it might not, for $23. We the, longest, the longest possible route, and it was still redonk. So anyway, it's out there. It's coming. It's coming. Fuck me. Um... Somebody in chat uh, that gave, let me just scroll up here real quick. It was the first uh, super chat from Edgar, uh, who didn't get in on the uh, tech support in time, uh, said, uh, church update. Have you gone I any, been in a month? All right, I, I, I messaged them there. So I, I oh, okay. You got, there. you got the yeah. update then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there in a month. Uh, David asks, I don't know about Nova Scotia, but in Ontario, there are a ton of bots on Tinder with the same formatting for their descriptions and Snapchat username. I add them and it's either prostitutes or OnlyFans girls never taking anyone up on their offer. I swear. What's the deal with that? I don't fucking know. Don't bro. Know. They're I've making never my- had Tinder on my phone in my life. I've the- missed this. You missed this, that, this, that. This era. The way Honestly, I think you, know, you dodged a bullet on that one. Completely I definitely dodged STDs. I know yes. that. Yeah. That's guaranteed. Yeah. The, I mean, the answer is money. The only reason that they have you have a bot anywhere is because that bot is at scale with the other bots they send out is making money. That's it. If it wasn't making money, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't exist. Yeah. So it's making money. How? Fuck me if I know. It's usually, usually it's Same. just promoting an OnlyFans Same. account. 
That's right. How. Yeah. So like, for example, the biggest bot problem on Twitter right now, ironically, because Elon was like, if we make a $5 thing, then bots will go away because at that point, they, it's too expensive for the botnets to do all their Because sh- he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Anyway, the bots are right now are a bunch of OnlyFans promotion pages that are created specifically to just like certain con- content. And then you, you see that the person liked your shit. And you're like, who the fuck is that? And then you like you click on it, and it's a profile with no tweets. It's, it's just a header, tits and ass, and it's an OnlyFans link baked into the header. And that's like that's that's what you're up against. It's money. It's it's money, and and probably a lot of money. Listen, if I had to give you some advice, stay strong, my king. <laughs> get the fuck off the apps. At least do Bumble because Bumble requires the women to like interact with you first. Okay, well, listen, man, you don't need, you don't need this shit. Just fucking go, go out, fucking, I don't know, do something. I think a lot of guys are afraid because so many girls now, when you approach them in public because these apps exist, they're like, I'm not here to get picked up. I need you to get the fuck away from me type, type energy. So you can't pick them up. Like normally it would be like, what's your points of interest? Well, I like going listen, to the gym. I like going listen. to this restaurant or this bar or whatever. And now Bruh. a lot of girls are getting very, very, you know, don't come, you know, don't, unless you're attractive. At the end of the, the day, you know, then you're okay. Exactly. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> whether they're, they're out with their girls or they're out at the, the grocery store or whatever, and dick ain't on their mind. Yeah. If they fancy you, you're in. Yeah. If they don't fancy you, you're not in. I mean, dude, think about it, Adam. Say you're... You're out at Sobeys, and you're you're just grabbing a couple things. You're in and out. You're busy. You're so I'm spending like, $900 gotta, at Sobeys right now. You're spending $900 on four <laughs> items, but you're going in. You got to do it. Fucking Christmas dinner's coming up. You told the family that you're going to bring the fucking the turkey or whatever. I don't fucking yes. know. You go in there, and there's some girl that comes up, right? I'm assuming you're single. Girl comes up to you, and she's like, oh, um, uh oh these these turkeys are getting some expensive huh this is a stupid small talk and you're just sitting there and you're you're looking at the turkeys and you're like yeah 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 and you're not even paying no mind to her you know yeah, you're yeah. just like yeah 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 yeah. you look at her and you're like okay you do a double take you're like oh you do it and then she's she's like um are you you having a big dinner like you got there's more than just stuff. turkey breast in this yeah. discussion yeah you know and um <laughs> you know that small talk happens even if Adam, you had no desire at all to go in there looking for some pussy, none. Mm-hmm. But then you did a double look, and she's over there, and she's looking fine. Yeah, and she's doing small talk. Suddenly, you're not as busy anymore, and mm-hmm. suddenly you're open to a conversation. It's the same thing on the other side, except that a lot of women. I'm just gonna go and say it, you know. Women have a lot more choices than men do. Well, because they they're do. the ultimate cho- choice decider, really. Correct. I at mean, the the day, at the yes. end of the day, you could be a pretty not so looking chick and you can pick up because dudes, they just want to get off. They just want to have sex with you and it doesn't matter. You, the caliber of man that you attract might be not desirable or what you're looking for, but whether you're you're attractive or you're not attractive, at the end of the day, you can get laid because you're a woman and at, you know, a man is a man and you're going to find somebody for the most part, right? I, you know, there's anomalies, but for the most part yeah, yeah, yeah. now, if you're a dude 
and you're not an attractive guy or you don't have money or you're not very good at speaking or you get nervous or whatever the case, whatever the fucking thing is, you got to work infinitely harder to try and get laid. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. So if you're going out there and you're putting yourself out there and you're talking to a, to a, to a girl at the grocery store or at the bar or whatever, and she pulls this shit, I ain't here to fucking pick up, blah, 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 this ain't a date nap, then, hey, all you need to do is say, hey, my apologies, have yourself a wonderful night, and move on. Go to the next, and then go to the next, and go to the next. And eventually, you will find somebody that is interested in having a conversation it doesn't necessarily have to be sex but you have to have a conversation with you see where it goes you don't need to be on these tinder sites where all it is is a glorified pickup spot if that's what you want hey go for it and i'm sure there's people on here right now that met their significant other on tinder and hey you're the anomaly you're the anomaly okay i'm happy for you but personally me If I'm going on Tinder, say I'm a single man, I'm going on Tinder, I ain't going on Tinder to find my wife. Do you know how many dudes have been out in the DMs? Do you know how many many dates she's probably been on? Nah, bro. I'm in there for one thing and one thing only. I'm there to hook up. And I'll be, I'd be, I'd be so honest in that profile. I'd be like that girl at the bar. I ain't here looking for no man. I'd be like, I ain't here looking for no wife. I'm here to bust me a couple. Do you like a 36-year-old man, black (laughs) dude, that plays way too many video games that got time for you maybe once a week? If so, slide into my DMs. (laughs) That's what that's would be my profile. I ain't trying to swipe. I'd be, I wouldn't even be swiping. I'd just be on there and I'd just be replying. If anything came in, don't know. My kings, stay off these apps. They're traps. They're traps. Most of them literally. They're, tra- they're straight up. They're traps. So the fact you're seeing prostitutes and all this other stuff on there, it don't surprise me none. When I was in Vegas there with, with, with uh, some of my single boys, they, they, were, they were on Tinder in Vegas. They told me that the vast majority of people on Tinder were all prostitutes. All prostitutes. Well, especially if you're in Vegas. Jesus, I mean, that's a guarantee. Well, that's pretty much they use they use the app as a hook, like as the fucking the yeah, prostitution yeah. thing. Oh, for sure. It's oh, crazy. Of course. That's just it. Of course. Uh, it, you know, it, uh, it's funny. So our, our mutual friend of ours, so Smitty, when he was, before he met his, his current uh, better half, um, which exciting news. They, they got themselves a home, uh, in the last oh, week. Shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I remember when he was, when he was just, you know, f- trying to figure out, you know, how he's doing his dating and stuff. And he was working all the time. He was literally never out of the fucking house. He was basically just, he was getting his, his electrician's ticket and he was just working basically 12 hour days. He'd get home and just die in bed and then wake up and do it again. And so, he did use the apps, but what he did, what he did was, it was no holds barred. He said he'd log in, no joke. He did it when he was at my house. He just opened, like, he, he swiped every, every fucking one. And you know what? Smitty's a fucking god. You know why? Because everyone that replied, he went out at least one time with every one of them, no matter what they looked like, whatever. If they had the same interests and shit, 
You go out. He said, he said, the way I looked at it, worst case scenario, I talked to somebody. If it didn't work out fine, I was going out for dinner. It was like my night out. I get to talk to somebody new. If nothing happens, who fucking cares? It was like a thing that ha- it's whatever. And I got to meet somebody. And so he didn't, he wasn't being like looking through, being like hyper specific mm. about the shit. He just went. Swipe, 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 everything. swipe no more. And then turn off his phone, wake up the next day. Oh, fuck. All right. And then we did the go for like one time and that was the show. So like, you know, no, don't be that crazy. That you, that shit, that Brian's, Brian's out there. That can get expensive too. Yeah, take a lot of girls out for dates, especially now. But uh, yeah, that'd get uh, hella, that'd get hella expensive. But but yeah, but I mean, it is, it's true. And of course, everyone knows. Em and I met on Bumble, but the and so there is you know a thing. But Tinder was like, I was on Tinder for oh. about five days, and then I was like, Duh. there's no. No, there's no it's kind of like the way that I would equate it is that the different apps fill different roles. Right. So it's kind of but it's kind of like the old dating scene. So Tinder is the equivalent of picking up your girl at the club. You're going to the club. You're looking for a wife at the club. You might be looking in the wrong place. You know, it's not you can get get, lucky, but you can. But it's again, the same questions run through your mind. How much how how many men this has been in the last like 14 days? You know, where are we at right now? You know, yeah. how bad is this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You got a lot of the same questions as you would if you were on Tinder. And then, you know, they have something like Bumble at the time where you know, that's closer to like you meeting her at a coffee shop and you got to, you could approach her and she's got to, she's got to acknowledge your fucking existence before you ever even, and you're in a much more quiet, this is not the club where you can sneak up and start yelling in somebody's ear and doing mm. some shit. You, you're you in get, a speakeasy. You are. Yeah. You can't, you can't get away with the club shit. Yeah not the same thing and like so the different apps fill different uh niches now all of them have thirst traps because that's just how fucking everything is but they all fill different fucking roles and for some people i think the problem is especially for younger people that just went through the pandemic nobody could go fucking anywhere it was the only way they could date was through the apps right and now they're coming out and that's all they fucking know or maybe they're working a lot because money is fucking tight and they don't have a lot of time to, like, go out and freely be out and doing the shit. Like, when we were younger, you and I, you could afford to, not even just financially, but time-wise, spend a fair amount of time downtown at a, at a bar, at a club, at a coffee shop, etc., etc. Like, mom and dad met at the middle deck, right? And not just the one time, because the first time she rejected it, rejected him. Second time, when he sent over the sent over, he got the waiter to go buy flowers and bring her the flowers. Second time uh, worked. But like that, but that like and that, and that was like yeah, Danny boy. But that Danny. was like that was that was when that was when everyone would get off work and mom and her workmates would go, you know, to the middle deck like once or twice a week. And dad, same thing. Some of the boys after work going whatever. But you don't like a lot of people are working so much and they don't have that or the things that they do for entertainment. That's not it. Or it's too expensive. Like imagine going to the Mm -hmm. middle deck twice a week right now in Halifax. It's still there. And the craziest thing is an upper deck. It gets, and as you can expect, it gets more expensive the further up the fucking stack you go. But like you, you can't do that anymore. So like there's a lot of problems. So definitely Tinder hard pass. And just in general, if you're using the apps, be mindful but I I appreciate why some people lean on them because it's it's different now than it was, and a lot of guys do get a little bit timid, especially with in public places because online you what do you I see? Even it. though it's not normal, you still when you're online, the what you see is like a dude getting fucking stripped to death 
publicly for trying to just like say hi to somebody yeah, or some talk shit. Talk to a girl and then she just and then she puts it on. She puts it. And she's like, "This oh, guy's yeah. been following me around and everything." Oh yeah. Uh, I'm in the gym right now, like <laughs> getting a workout, and I'm wearing the skimpiest pair of shorts and it's right right up my fucking ass and my pussy <laughs> and this guy right here fucking looked at me look at him perv <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile they got a tripod with a ring light oh, yeah, in a fucking bro. public gym don't even, don't and their shorts are bro. literally all the way up their fucking oh, ass and they're doing like start. fucking they're doing mule kicks like out in the uh, middle of the room, and then and then like there's a mirror on in like a gym that's like the whole fucking wall. Impossible not to catch a fucking glimpse, you know, a glance of her grandchildren as she's fucking doing these mule kicks. And then somebody like sees it and she's like, "Oh my god, how yeah. could you possibly?" I mean, while recording for like the gram on yes. the inside and of her asshole, and you're like, <laughs> in what in what world do you go into a gym? Wearing nothing and expect seeking attention <laughs> at the highest level in an area full of dudes working out testosterone, fucking juiced heads, you name it in there. And you're going to blow a gasket because a guy took a look quickly or maybe even looked at you for 10, 15 seconds, whatever the case may be. Yet you have no problem. Posting that shit on the gram, looking for likes, while your little simp followers are in there stroking one off, and you're sitting there posting your OnlyFans, and you got a fucking problem? Are you upset because they ain't paying you? Is that what it is? Because they ain't attractive enough. Boom. The difference between creepy and okay, creepy and flirting, boom, is are you attractive? Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. He didn't, he wasn't lying, speaking facts. That's 90% of the time. Now, there's this instances where, like, some, like, really attractive, juiced up dude in a gym go over to and be creepy, and it's going to push the line. But that. generally speaking, like, like the old office adage of, like, you know, talking to a girl at the office, if yeah. you're attractive, you're, you're, it's okay. If you're unattractive, that's a sexual harassment total- case. Go exactly. to HR. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And listen. There's obviously some creeps at the gym, all right? Oh, there for are sure. Creeps. There's creeps well, everywhere. Yeah. Creeps everywhere. Yeah, but come yeah. on. Come on. Juan Carlos, thank you for the 50 DKK. He said, who is Captain Canuck? Ah, yes, the uh, the Captain Canuck. So Captain Canuck is actually a legitimate comic book uh, character. It's not, like, necessarily under Marvel or, or, or whatnot, per se. But if you go look up Captain Canuck, you'll find him. Uh, and uh, and uh, I met the... Uh, writer and original artist for for Captain Canuck many many years ago. I had used Captain Canuck as an avatar for years before. I didn't think it was a real thing either when I first found it. I just thought it was fan art of somebody that had done Captain Canuck, and then I found out it was a legitimate fucking comic, and I was like, Jesus, okay. And then I met him here when he came to Halcon years ago, and he uh, uh, we talked about it, whatever. And and I, I you know I had a, a big print that I had like printed to board and everything that I had hung up in my office back when Jeff and I, like the Farouche days, and uh, brought that in. He signed that, and he gave me like an original fucking, 
uh, you know, a comic with his signature and all that shit too and whatnot. But yeah, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real character. Um, and, uh, not one that you're going to find in a Marvel movie, but it, you know, it's a character that exists. This is an interesting follow-up, Mr. Black, and, and completely unintentional, but it happened. Steve Hopkins, uh, follows up with his cheating, uh, is it cheating to follow Instagram models while you're in a monogamous relationship? I don't think it's cheating, but I just think it's disrespectful. So, yeah. you know, especially I don't following think- them is like, that's a, yeah. that's... I don't because there's a difference between like you're scrolling your Instagram yeah. and you see something come up and you're like oh okay and then you keep going. There's yeah. a difference between oh, yeah. that and following, I mean, and then you open your I Instagram mean, and that's it. Yeah, I mean I don't follow. I follow one model, and that model I've worked with. Yeah, yeah, with stuff you know, and it's that's that's just that, and you know she doesn't even she's not even one of those types of models. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't like other women's Instagram stuff or anything like that. I don't follow that. And it's not that I don't appreciate the female body or I don't see attractive people on Instagram or whatever social media platform, but like I'm not partaking in this. I have a wife that I've been with for fucking God knows how long now, 13, 14 years. I don't even know. I've lost count. And what, what good is there? Why, why am I partaking in this madness? It makes no sense. There are, listen, I'm sure Kayla sees attractive guys on the internet all the time. Do I want to see her commenting and liking and following other men? Why? Why? So if I have that, if I feel that passionate about it, why would I do it? I mean, I, I don't know. People, I, listen, there might be somebody like, oh, well, you know, I just like her work and she's just a friend and it's not her fault she's gorgeous and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, listen, whatever works for you and your partner, whatever the case may be, go for it. But for me, I don't need that temptation in my life I don't need to be seeing this stuff and getting excited over whatever. There's only one woman I want to look at. Just so happens that I have to see other women all the time on the internet. And yes, I do appreciate it. Uh, A a good looking woman when I, when I'm scrolling through, but do I sit there and gawk at it? Do I sit there and fucking stroke one out and like their shit and fucking what? No, I don't slide into no DMS. I don't follow no nothing. It's just the way it is. That's my that's my point of view. Is it extreme? Maybe. I don't know. It's don't not know. extreme. It's not extreme at all. No. Uh, like yeah. I, the only people like listen, and it's and it's relationship specific because some people won't will say that they don't care or whatever, and that's fine. That's is whatever. I would say sure. the majority. I would say the majority of people. Your average relationship is not going to. They might not freak out about it necessarily, but they're probably not going to be comfortable with it because there is a difference between coming across somebody it's kind of like watching a movie together and you see like and there's you know chris pine shows up and they're like oh my god chris pine and then all you can do is sit there and go yeah of course it's chris pine he's a fucking good looking what am i gonna say he's ugly come on it's chris pine right so like you know something like that but you know now mind you guys out there careful if you do the same in the reverse you're probably gonna get fucking slapped that being said 
That being said, there's a difference between that and then you go on and you're following a bunch of just Instagram models, which their entire thing is to take a picture of them in a $78,000 kitchen with a picture of G Fuel in the background that's like just barely in focus so that it's technically an ad but not really an ad while they're standing there in their fucking Lululemon and, and like doing fucking... You know, again, it's the classic, like how many, you know, how many, how many yoga positions can I be in and uh, make sure that you're not technically seeing my labia like that. There's a lot of them. You know, that's the thing you do with that. You start following them and you're like, oh, it's just, you know, what they, most people. It's like, why are you following them? Like, what are you doing? To see that shit. That's it. That can't feel good. No. For your partner. No. So just maybe don't. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. If is, you, it, listen, is it cheating if, the same way that physical cheating is? No. No, but is it going to is it going to hurt the other person in similar but maybe not to the same magnitude of ways? Probably. Yeah, and you know who knows? There might be some relationships where they do consider that a form of cheating. Oh, I'm positive there are I'm, oh, positive. So, you know, uh, depending on the 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 comfort level of of the individual then you know that every relationship is different but i think at the end of the day we all are grounded the majority of us are grounded in wanting to make sure that your partner is as comfortable as possible and me liking a hundred different women and every time i open up instagram that there's just ass and titties all over the place i'm not having conversations with them i'm not going we're not friends. I'm there because I'm sexually attracted to them, and that's it. So yeah. why would I? Why would I ever do that behind my wife's back? I would be fucking livid if I found my wife doing that shit. Yeah, I would say a- it once. I would literally say it once. This ends now, or we end. Because yeah. I'm not playing that game, bro. I'm not. I work too hard. We have a family. I, I, this ain't a fucking game, bro. We said vows. If you if you if you want to play that game, then fine, go play that game. And I would expect her to do the exact same thing. It's respect. And if you're going to disrespect your partner on that level, and you're okay with it, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. In my in my honest opinion, it's true. It really is a big difference. You start following them, then, like Jeff said, the question is why. And if you can't answer that reasonably. Now you found the problem. Yeah. That's it. And why else are you following an Instagram model? Like, what, what are you really like? You're not following because you like her fit. No. Let's Follow be real. Because it, it gets your dick hard. That's let's, pretty let's, much let's, it. Let's be and real. You like, you, like, looking at, you like looking at other women, yeah. which, you know, you can make the argument, oh, well, you know, do you watch porn? Does blah, 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 blah. Listen, at the end of the day, if, if you, for one, that's also another problem. So we won't even get into all that. But yeah. at the end of the day, if you're going to, since this is the question about following Instagram models, Instagram models, don't do it, man. Um, no. If you're single, go for it. I mean, fuck, who cares? There's no hurt if you're single. Go, go fucking nuts. You gotta, you gotta, go nuts. You, you, but the moment, yeah, it changes. The Things change. Yeah. Um, be careful. If you start dating somebody and they find out you follow a whole bunch of them, they're probably going to look at you a little fucking weird. Just yep. heads up. Oh, 100%. You look like a simp. Uh, Elio asks, uh, Adam, have you seen Oppenheimer now? If not, if so, what's your thoughts? No, I have not. Not yet. I will let you know when I see it and, and we'll let you know my thoughts. Um, Ace High, would you rather be a top tier athlete whose career is cut short by an injury early or have a middling but long and respectable career? Well, I mean, the money is in the middling, but would you rather be a top tier athlete whose career is cut short by an injury early on? Or have a middling but long and respectable career instead? 
I mean, it depends on how cut short you mean. I mean, if you if if, if it's game one, we got a problem. Yeah, but, like you know, uh, if if for example you are a um, golf golf player and you're playing golf, and golf players can fucking play until they're sixty uh, yeah. and play reasonably. Like some of them play very very well, yeah, uh, yeah. depending on the shape. So say you start your pro career at age twenty two. And it gets cut short at age 32, which is pretty fucking young for golf. I would imagine you start to kind of get in your prime in your in your mid 30s um, or maybe, you know, maybe late 20s into, into your 30s. You're probably still good. Then I'd probably pick that career as long as it was, you know, you still get a solid, you know, 10, 15 years out of it. Chances are you are into fitness of some sort because it might not be golf could be something else you could transition you could become a coach you could uh, open up your own uh whatever i mean you could be a, an influencer you could work still in the industry but not uh sort of on the front lines but if you start your career at say 23 and it's over at 25 you don't really that's not really a career i mean it just all depends on how short it's cut if that's the case then i'm going with the the middling job that is respected. Um, but I've never been one to really give a fuck about what's respected. It's about what you enjoy and if it can pay the bills in a little bit more so that you can, you know, get a little ahead. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my answer. Cause it's, it's, it's a bit of a trick question. It's not a trick question, but it's tricky to details. answer. It's, it's tricky, tricky to, answer. to answer. Yeah. I like, yeah. I, I mean, I think when I, I, I think of basketball players like Derrick Rose, uh, who still plays now, but at a far less capacity than he did because of uh, some horrific injuries, uh, and one specifically that happened early on in his career when he was pegged as being on the trajectory for being like top 10 all-time basketball player type material. Um, and uh, and so, you know, thing, you know, somebody like him, it's... I think I'd rather the middling one if I think about it longer, just because I think for me it'd be difficult. You know, I, I respect Derrick Rose a lot because he's still playing now, but it would be really mentally difficult to know that your career was fucked on an injury where you were like the number one player in the league and, and projected to continue to basically be in that top five scenario for your entire career. And now you are an off the bench player in your 30s type situation. And that would be that would be challenging mentally. I think just having the middling career uh, that's respected, you get to do the thing that you love. Yeah, you're not you're not the guy at the top of the food chain, but you're not the guy at the bottom of the food chain either. You're probably coming off the bench. You uh, you get to do what you love, and you get to get paid a good amount of money to do it for a really long time. I think that's probably like you could they call that the journeyman, like the perpetual journeyman. You're the guy that comes off the bench in basketball. You get 10 points a game, five rebounds, and three assists. You do that for your entire career. And that's the kind of player that can make or break a game that's, you know, a five-point differential. That's the guy that, like, contributes to a win. You're not the guy that goes out and shoots 48 points in a fucking night, and then that's what everyone's talking about is, holy shit, you know, know, Joker went 50 points, fucking 36 rebounds, and 17 assists. It's like, oh, it's incredible. But you're also a contributor, and I think at that point I would rather do that than have all of the talent up front and then have it all be fucking shattered and have to deal with the mental fucking aftermath of that would be 
really difficult for me, I think. So I'd probably go that route. Um, Jubinator asks, if you uh, had to pick one trade for a career, which would you pick and which would you never go with? Uh, I would probably pick plumbing. Uh, simply because I want to say it's like the highest paid trade. Um, it's up there. It's, it's, it's really up there. Um, plumbers, there was, there was actually, I just saw, I watched a video there the other day about plumbers actually making more money than doctors. If you, you know, you open up your own company, you have, you know, people working for you. There is a threshold where you make a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, I would probably say plumbing uh, because it's it's not easy work by any means, but at the same time, it's uh, there's always going to be a job there. Plumbing is one of those things that people still need even after a house is built. So, you, like so for example, if you're like a framer or something, that typically is all, you're only getting work when something is being built. With plumbing, there's always an issue, right? You can have a plumbing issue with your dishwasher, your washer, your dryer, your your faucets, toilets, um, garden hoses. I mean, wells. I mean, you fucking name it. Uh, there's going to be work. So, and you can charge an arm and arm and a leg. So, if you get really good at it, that's that's probably where I'd go. I'd probably say plumbing. Is there one that you would never want to do? Never roofing. We're on, the same, we're on the same page with roofing. It's either too cold height. or too hot. Yeah, hot, <sighs> cold, height, fucking just doesn't... You're bent over all yeah. day. Bad time. It's bad time. Bad time. Bad time. Um, yeah, for me, it would be roofing. I would have also said plumbing I would never want to do just because I've done enough plumbing with my father uh, at this point to know that even when you're working in a place that's been well taken care of, it's still fucking awful work like it's a it's a full of a pain in the ass and it's dirty as shit and fucking terrible and you work in a lot of cramped tight spaces uh, a lot of the time and uh and a lot can go wrong with a lot of rock a lot can go wrong with plumbing so like probably you make a lot of money but that's why right it's a dirty job it's a high skill job uh to do well there's a lot of terrible fucking terrible fucking oh, plumbers there's, there's a lot of bad plumbers oh out my there. god but yeah I, it's just just it's probably one of the easiest on your body from the perspective of all the trades. If you're looking for longevity, plumbing is not the worst. It's probably a little bit below middle of the pack. And that's how I look at trades. If I was doing a trade for my whole life, I'm, I'm yeah. averaging out money I'm earning for what it's doing to my body. Because I've got a bunch of friends who were in trades that like hit 30 and they were like the body of They're a 60-year-old. Right? Yeah. Frame, framers, for example, just hands fucked. You're driving three-inch fucking nails all day. doesn't matter how good your technique is. Nah. you're you're getting fucked up um but yeah roofing was one i would definitely never do I, I would say if i was picking one though i'd probably go with hvac i think honestly it's another one where where it's frequent for houses to require maintenance work or retrofits things of that nature they make uh usually you do hvac and refrigeration in like a like a as like a com- combined thing at a company uh a lot of the time you know whether you're doing heat pumps ductless or ducted high heat pumps things of that nature in with the hvac systems and uh and just just guys that specialize in refrigeration make a fucking bucket of money and so and again from a longevity perspective nothing that you do in that is particularly crippling on the body it's relatively uh most of the stuff you're working with is light 
uh, and uh, you're not doing a lot of heavy framing and stuff. So I'd probably do that. I'd probably do HVAC or and or refrigeration and avoid roofing or framing like the fucking plague or maybe plumbing to a degree, but definitely roofing and uh, and framing just because your body is fucked. You can't. You can't. You're like there. If you found a framer that's in his sixties, it's rare, very fucking rare. Same with flooring, because like you get flooring guys, they get to about 45, 50, and from picking up packets of fucking flooring all day uh, and being bent over doing flooring work, they're fucked. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to be careful with what, what route you, you take for sure. Um, let's see. Big H, I can give you this answer. I know the question was, I can answer for both of us. Um, said have uh, what your thoughts are both of our thoughts are on the latest star trek stuff like discovery strange new worlds lower decks and prodigy I don't watch any of it haven't seen any of it i haven't seen any of it either and i'm i'm the bigger star trek fan of the two of us uh i have one don't have access to these mostly because of the platforms they're putting them on straight up um they're relegating star trek shows a lot of the time to platforms that i just do not fucking have and have no interest in in having uh, I would say none of them except for Prodigy, and Prodigy only, even though it's not my demographic, it's typically for, you know, technically for younger, younger kids, but it's got, it's got fucking Kate Mulgrew in it, Captain Janeway, and so, uh, because, uh, uh, Voyager was my favorite, obviously I, you know, I would probably have at least checked that out, and I heard it's quite good, I think it got renewed and picked up by another, another, uh, TV station, but otherwise, yeah, I don't have much to say about that, um, Star Trek is one of those things where I feel like it's still in this really weird spot. Like, it had such huge cultural, like, impact and influence for, like, my God, 30 years straight. Uh, And then it just feels like it just, they could not keep the train moving, and they still haven't gotten back. The closest we had were the movies. The the more recent trilogy that they did with Chris Pine and, and crew. Uh, they were really good. They did a great job of combining, like, the old look aesthetic and and traditional Star Trek, you know, tongue in cheek humor, but also like the the uh, uh, the you know political side of Star Trek, and that's probably the closest we ever got. I don't know if any of the shows have really done it. Even Picard and stuff is kind of talked about in a wishy washy way, but it's hard to talk bad about Patrick Stewart. Nobody wants to talk bad about Patrick Stewart, so you know I haven't seen them, so I can't really comment too much on uh, about them. To say other than to say. I would like Star Trek to be doing better than they're doing now. They're kind of relegated to, like, the back corners of fucking cable television and, and other platforms that nobody fucking cares about. And so, yeah, unfortunate. Um, Let's see, we can get a couple more in here before we do some StarCraft. I have to take him to work today, so I don't have as much uh, spare time on the back end. Um, Volkus asks, what's a project you remember feeling proud of at accomplishing? Finishing a project. What was one that stands oh. out to you? My, uh, the, uh, triplex that I bought a couple of years ago, um, when I, that was a biggie, bought that and gutted the whole thing and was the GC for the entire thing. And I was confident going in, but like, it was still the unknown. It was like, man, I'm, well, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of unknowns. It's your a, first time it's doing a, something like it's that. First time, yeah, it was the first time I had done tons of research. I was like really confident I could execute, but like at the same time, it was, it was, uh, was stressful. Mm. It was, but it was very rewarding and I learned a lot of lessons, made some mistakes for sure. But, um, yeah, I was super proud when that was all done and I had, um, had the three leases signed and did the refinance with the bank. I was, I was pretty fucking happy. So I'd say that's definitely 
definitely the thing I think I've been most proud of uh, in terms of like accomplishment. Mm. I'm gonna say a similar thing, Outside but outside of having a kid, you know, like if I'm, yes, of course. You know I mean, like, but that's not kids, not a project per se. At least, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's not a project. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say this house. So it's a house, all the same. But I'm gonna say this house uh, took a year off, tanked my streaming career to do it, uh, but took a year off, and Dad and I working together to to gut and do this entire house basically by ourselves, except for. The tile in the entryway and bathroom and the backsplash, we did everything. And uh, that was a lot of work, a long time, and uh, learn a lot. How much I'll remember for the next time I need to use it, God only fucking knows. But, you know, learn a lot in the time. Uh, and more importantly, get to spend so much time with my dad, which was, which was probably the biggest, biggest benefit of all of it. But, I mean, it's hard not to be, you know, you, you know I take, I work here every day, but I take him to work and I come home and I you you walk in to I walk into the house. I look up the stairs and I I see you know the island with the custom fucking wood you know work that Dad and I did and all this extra shit. And then I'd be like, okay, you know I did I did I did this, and that's a good feeling. It's a different. It makes you it makes me appreciate the the property more yep. than having just gone out and buy it and move in. That's right. And it's bespoke, and somebody has already been made on all the all the all the shit. You know, it's all stuff that we did. That's so sweat equity, man. You put it in there, makes a difference. So I would say that for sure. Uh, related to this in some weird way, Marky Mark asks: Whenever you guys talk about the business world, you seem pretty knowledgeable. What is the biggest misconception people have about the business world? The biggest misconception about the business world? Um, that it's easy? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Well, I think that's a misconception for a lot of things, that people just, like, look at something from the outside and go, oh, it doesn't look as hard as it... You know, with the exception of brain surgery and rocket science, I think everyone's like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't yeah. look that hard. But it is It is. It is true. There are many functions of business that people will look think, at and, and think I that. I think... Yeah, I think the number one thing is uh, people under highly underestimate the the amount of time that you have to dedicate to running a business. And anybody can run a business, right? Like but to run a business good and have longevity in a business, that's a whole nother ball game. I mean, fucking anybody that has a pulse and like a thousand bucks can register a company and fucking say, hey, this is a thing now. But to actually have it be successful, a lot of the times people think, oh, I'm just going to become an entrepreneur. I'm just going to open up this. I'm going to do this little thing or whatever. And hey, great that you're ambitious. But like you got to really ask yourself to your core, like, am I cut out for this? Am I, am I really cut out for this? Because this ain't. If if you're the type of person that wants to whine and complain about having to put in 40 hours at your nine to five, I mean, 40 hours running your own business seems like something like that. That that's a light. That's a very light week. If you if you really want to have a business that has longevity, now there's going to be a long period of time where you are doing 70, 80, 90 hour weeks to hopefully one day get to the point where you don't have to trade your time for dollars and your business runs itself and you just kind of watch over it and step in in key moments when you need to. But to get to that stage takes many years for most people. Um, and most people don't even ever even get to go there. 
A lot of times when you when you see mom and pop shops, like if you if you're driving around, you go to a bakery or you go to a, a cafe or you go to a a hair salon or you go to a um whatever, and they're mom and pop owned, chances are mom or pop is behind the counter. It's a full time job, like ninety percent of the time. And then they go home and do all the admin shit at the end of the day, and it's like a 16, 18-hour day. There you go. There you go. And that's the cold, hard truth about it. You don't, you know, people want to complain about, and they have every right to complain about wages and, oh, you know, my, I, I, I make a dollar, but I only receive 10 cents of it. My boss gets the 90 cents. This ain't fair. Well, what you don't see is how did your boss get there? How much is the lease for the building that you work in? How much are the supplies and maintenance and all that? The people that are stealing from your boss. The stress, the debt, the loans, the leverage, the risk. You don't, people don't, people don't see any of that. And the, the cold hard truth is, if you want to make it in business, you have to, it's a lifestyle. You know, many people are out there, oh, you know, I got to lose some weight. I got to do this. I got to, you got to change your lifestyle. Diets are diets. They only work temporarily. It's a, it's a bandaid to a bigger problem. Inevitably, your diet will end. You'll eat your carbs and you'll get fat again. But the thing is, is if, if you don't want to get fat again, you have to stay consistent. It's a lifestyle change. You have to watch what you eat. You have to hit the gym. As Adam said earlier, calories in, calories out. It's the same thing in business. You want the business to succeed. You got to fucking put in the work. People are going to call in sick. People don't want to do this, don't want to do that. You got to deal with all this shit. And I think it's a big misconception. People underestimate the amount of time and effort it takes to run a successful business. And I think if you're willing to put in the work, the reward is there and it's amazing. But you got to be cut from a specific type of cloth to make that shit work. Not everybody's cut from that cloth. Some people need to be told, be at work at 9 a.m., you're off at 4. Your break's at noon, you get a 15-minute break at 2, that's the show, Monday through Friday, be there. Whatever you want to do on your free time, you do on your free time. A lot of people and the vast majority of the population, they need to be that way. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I almost get jealous of it sometimes. But the cold hard truth is, because of that, depending on, the, on your job, you have a limit. There's a ceiling. And if you want to break through the ceiling, you got to change the whole fucking... You got to become a roofer. Well, it's why <laughs> it's why it's why like you get to use the gaming industry as an example uh, because we've talked about it before. It's why you'll see a lot of senior developers and whatnot in in development houses eventually break off and open their own yep. development house. Yep, it's because they've already peaked in where they where they can be in the current field, where they're what they're doing or what what place they're at, and the only way for them to either a get some get some autonomy back because they feel like they're being creatively stifled at their current job, or, and or to open up the possibility of a higher ceiling. You're going to take a massive pay cut up front, right. but then a high open up the possibility to earn more money in a window in the future. They will go. 
and open up their own studio and try to like set out and do their own their own thing. And like anything, many of them are not successful at that. Some are successful, but many are not. And that's just it's the same in 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 business. You um you know it's a it is challenging. It is it is. It sometimes it does look um easier than uh, than it is, especially. Especially, I think the I think that applies the most to um, to people that are in like that bracket that's just above the mom and pop. So like you'll they'll see somebody that's just above the mom and pop level where they now have a store manager that they're paying or whatnot, right? And then the mom and pop is now more or less in a bordering on retirement situation where they're yep. only really putting in thirty hours uh, a week. Uh, to be able to maintain everything where to where it's at, they're not aiming to be a multi-billion-dollar company. They're just at this level. They're making a couple million dollars a year, and that's it. And though, so a lot of people can easily look at that one, not see all the work it took to get there, like you yeah. were saying, and then that. And but then some people will also look at, um, you know, at let's say the Fortune 500 or or whatever level where CEOs are traded like fucking professional athletes. Where they weren't there, they did. They weren't at the beginning of the company. They yeah. weren't there putting the sweat equity in. They just, yeah. they just, they they knew a guy who knew a guy, and they knew that the board was about to boot the current CEO, and so they called up the other guy and said, "Hey, you want to come over here and CEO yourself over here?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay, sure." And then you end up, you know, with a, a new CEO making fifty million dollars a year in compensation. And I think a lot of people will look at that also with some yep. scrutiny. Uh, as well which there is fairness to that it is it is difficult to look at ceo compensation charts in the last 40 years and then everyone else and go how do you even explain how how do you even and you can't that's not to say the job isn't difficult that's the conversation there is it's not about the difficulty of the job it's is the compensation for the job getting a little out of control and in a lot of cases yes yes Yes, that is the yeah, absolutely. It's a, I don't even think the guys in the position could. Well, they would because they're psychopathic, but they they like they're they're not going to be like yeah, you know what? I'm getting paid too much money. I'll take a pay cut unless you're over at Nintendo where fucking yeah. is it Miyamoto took a pay cut that year when Nintendo did didn't do well with the Wii U. He said until we get this shit turned around, he gave himself like a massive like fifty percent fucking pay cut on his on uh, on his yearly said, I won't take any money until we get the ship turned around. And sometimes you will get CEOs like that. There's about three of them on the planet, yeah, but they exist. Lot, but hey, <laughs> some people just love their work. They just, they, they have enough money. They're taken care of. I mean, the majority of them, CEOs in those positions already are worth millions, maybe even tens of millions of dollars. So, you know, for them to take a, a little cut there to make sure that the, the baby that they're in charge of can thrive a little bit more yeah in the meantime then they'll make that sacrifice right it's like dude if i lost everything tomorrow and you know i don't think about me i think of what how am i going to take care of my family and if that means i got to go without food so they can eat i do that it's the same thing with a ceo sometimes you got to take you got to take those those hits to make sure that the that your baby continues to to live it's the way it is. You go down. It's like the, it's like a, like a sailor. You don't, you're the last man off the boat. That oh. shit sinks. You dying with it. I should, 
I should know this, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I should know this, I literally have the guy's book around here somewhere, but it was, it was Iwata, not Miyamoto. I'm getting my, getting my Nintendo guys mixed up. I'm getting chastised for it in chat, I apologize. I actually have, where is, I swear We know to what God. you meant, Adam. We know what you meant. The universe doesn't want good CEOs. There it is. Have the goddamn guy's book on my on my uh, in my room right now. Um, yeah. So anyway. Um, uh, okay. So we got enough time for this one more. This and the two two people. One wasn't even a question. One's a comment and one's a follow up to it. Uh, Dr. Samurai said, a few episodes behind, I just wanted to say that I loved and agreed with your Taylor Swift rant, it was epic. And then the follow-up there from James said, after the rants last week about Queen Bee and Tay-Tay, let's hear who you think is the pinnacle number, a uh, pinnacle 10 out of 10 from the celebrity world. And in the interest of gender equality, let's hear male and female. And while you're thinking, Mr. Black, I'll answer this last one because I know, I don't think you really have an answer to this, but Matt Kiwi asks, what's the most anime game you've ever played? Uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia. I only got about fucking 10 hours in and I wanted to friggin claw my eyes out with rusty spoons but otherwise we're answering about this what's our celebrity 10 male and female since we talked we were, we were throwing numbers out for Tay Tay and, and, uh, and Queen B it's tough this is tough All right, I'm going to go with, um, oh, I'm stuck between two. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh. All right, so for dudes, I mean, I don't really think of dudes that way. Because, like, like you know, and I'm I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I really don't give a fuck. The the the, the thing is, is when I when when I see an attractive guy, I don't really scale him. They kind of all just kind of pool together. It's like, oh, that dude, you know, you know what I mean. Like I I could take a look at like a fucking uh, like you said a Chris Pine or a um a, a fucking you know Chris Hemsworth or a a fucking uh, Henry Cavill or whatnot, and and they're just good looking guys. I don't. I don't have a preference, you know? Like, I can't really scale them. Um, so, you know, I'll go... I'll, I'll... Oh, man. It's tough. Um... Man. Celebrity right. specifically, celebrity tens. All right, celebrity. Uh, it's the it's it's the name that comes up. It's it's I don't know. I find her very attractive. I'm gonna go with uh, Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, well, she's on my short list. Actually, I think yeah. she's a t- I think she's a ten. I, yeah. I, I'm really, you know, I'm a brunette guy. You know, she's just. I'll go Alexandra Daddario, um, and then dude, I'll go. Um, Fuck it, man. I'm going to go Michael B. Jordan. That's a good pick. That's a fucking good-looking dude. <laughs> that is a good That is a good pick. Yeah. It's a very good pick. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was Dodario is on my on on a short list. Um, my forever my forever ten is she's I think celebrity status enough is is um um. Oh my god! You like what's her face? Crazy ass fucking uh, Adriana Lima. Oh no, okay, not her. Yeah, who are you well, thinking of? She, I I was thinking you like uh, what's her face there. Um, she just had that scandal with um the dude from One Direction. Scandal from the dude One Direction. Yeah, they had. She was the director of the movie, and fucking uh, some shit went down. Now I'm gonna. Somebody in chat's gonna say, um. Uh, um, oh, fuck. Somebody fuck in chat will say it. But yeah, Adrian Lima is my forever ten. As like a, as a, as like if if I was gonna say like a ten that like everyone else like everyone else was getting matched to. Mm. Adriana Lima, I would say. Uh, Daddario for movie theater currently in circulation is de- definitely in the short list. Um, for uh, for that, um, and then yeah, I'm sure there's some others, but I'm terrible with names. I might name recall and everything. Olivia Wilde, that's the girl I was talking about. Oh, Olivia about. Wilde, like Olivia oh, Wilde. I really do. Yeah, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde, I think is is gorgeous for sure, no doubt. I don't know if I have her at a ten, but I I think Olivia Wilde's up there for me. Probably Olivia Wilde's like a uh, eight, but Daddario is Daddario is a ten. I just googled Daddario and it's yeah. Dario and then and, and but my all time forever is Adriana Lima and I, I, that's never gonna fuck. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's never gonna hey, change. I'm not gonna be mad at that pick. No, now you have to pick a dude, bro. Yeah. Um, who's that guy? Whose cheeks you clapping? Hmm. Oh, he's, he's how are you supposed how are you supposed to like how are you supposed to argue about Henry Cavill? He's a genetic fucking freak. Yeah, I mean like, Henry Cavill's a good looking dude. Like, Henry Cavill's like the pulled out of a 1950s comic book looking yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Right? I would be very uncomfortable with Henry Cavill hanging out with my wife. Yeah, very very uncomfortable. Very indeed. Yes. V- very. Yeah. Uh, I need to go. I'm just gonna run to the store and 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 go grab um I gotta go grab some bread. Henry, you're coming with me. <laughs> you. Henry, Henry, Michael B. Jordan? No, 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 bro. No, no not no, happening. No. You're not, not even allowed. allowed in my house. No, no, no. You're not even allowed in the house. Uh, but I would say, I would say, yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with Henry Cavill. I mean, there's a lot of really like classic, good-looking dudes in Hollywood, but every, it's the ones everyone always knows about. You know, Brad Pitt is like a fucking will forever be considered one of the prettiest boys to have ever fucking graced the screen. Or like, um, I've mentioned him earlier. Chris Pine done very well for himself. Um, how do you forget to to? Uh, you can't mention good-looking dudes without talking about. Um, um, oh Jesus, this is my my name recall is is fucking um just goddamn terrible hold on uh george clooney how in the fuck are you supposed to talk about good looking dudes without mentioning george Clo- that dude that dude arguably looks better the older he gets there are there are some guys that have been aging very very well Ve- very very well so but anyway 
That's anyway. enough talking about dudes. Michael B. Jordan, though. Chris Evans, another good pick, yeah, for sure. Most of the Chris's. Chris Evans, fucking Chris yeah, Hemsworth. I don't know what's in the fucking water there for the Chris's, but the Chris's be out there doing their thing. Chris's are the 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 lottery for Chris is very good right now. They're looking they're looking uh, looking pretty good. Jason I mean, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, I mean, he's a good looking dude. I'm kind of I've saw Jason Momoa in person, and yeah, and um, yeah, he's a good looking guy. The thing, if you're in, if you're into that, he's got a Jason specific- is a type. Yes, exactly. He's not a classical good-looking dude. Correct. He's a, he's a type. There's he's something type. um there's something like wild about him. There's something like he's got he's got a he's got a bit of a bad boy slash um He's a fucking he's a literal almost, island boy. He's not an island yes, boy, but he's exactly. like an actual island boy surfer, yes. big brutish fuck. He's got the genetics. Yes. Yes. He's he, he's like if the laid back. That, His personality is yeah. like matches with it perfectly. Like that's just the guy, right? Yeah. Like that's him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's that's, not a pretty boy or anything. He's just, no. he's got that rugged, one he's of the a worst man. beards like, to have fucking... ever bearded, but it doesn't, and he, and he grow and it's okay. Cause he looks okay with the fact that like, he's got so much confidence that he's got seven strands of hair on his face and he grows them all out to be about a foot fucking long and nobody questions it. So like he clearly he's got something going on for sure. Uh, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're going to end it with thoughts of Jason Momoa's beard in our heads. Mm. We're going to go and cast some StarCraft. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out today. We will see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe out there. Have a good one. And peace.